0: Every day I'm every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. What is going on everyone? My name is Nick Ross, host of Circle of W podcast, and you, my friend, have entered into the Winter circle where we systematically and incrementally stack small wins so we can create massive momentum forward towards our highest potential. We do this over time. The depositing of these small wins is like a bank. These wins deposited over time allows us to have a massive return, a massive withdrawal in the future. This is why we work. This is why we sacrifice short-term gratification for the long-term betterment of our future. No one is in a better position than yourself to change your life. On Mondays, even though this is dropping on Wednesday, we learn to execute and apply what we learn so we can create momentum in our lives by being actionable, coachable, and doing what is required. I'm making up words again. You got to be coachable and you have to execute, guys. You have to execute. Execution is worshipped in this world. The people who are clinging on to the bottom rungs of society and the people who are at the top of the competence hierarchy and whatever they are doing in life, the differences, the people at the top execute. Everyone has great ideas in the shower. Few rarely execute them. And in order to to shorten the gap from where you currently are, but you prefer not to be in your desired state, vision, and identity of yourself. To do this, we have to shorten the distance from where you are to where you want to be by creating momentum, inertia, and the power to get long-term radical change in your life. That is what is important. Anyone can do anything for 30 days, but can you radically change your life for the long term? That's what we're talking about on this show. We want to be able to instill the values and beliefs that you need to help change your identity. That's what you have to do. Once you change your identity, you will find your mission. Right now, you may not know what you want because you don't have the current identity to go out and create the systems and processes and frameworks to get it. So right now, we're on step one, which is we have to create the behaviors to feel capable to have the change of identity. So don't get ahead of yourself. We're going to shorten this gap as quickly as possible if you continue to enter in to the winner circle but we first must remove our masks and speak to our true character, our true identity into the ego, into what drives you. And we have to look for the patterns of behavior that keep us stuck by being aware of our language patterns our thought patterns and connect to our highest self and our true identity that the creator created us to be. When we do this, We could start to see opportunities in a whole new way. We could stop running the frameworks and the associations and the past references that we continue to identify with. And we are able to create a new internal frame that is connected to who you are and how you show up on a daily basis. Right now, the person that is showing up in your life, if you are not getting the results that you want, it's not capable of getting them. So we just change the person. Because remember, you are the person that changes yourself. That's all you are. So don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. You can do this. And the Circle the W algorithm and methodology is a formula for achievement. It's going to help you do just that. By implementing the framework, you will build yourself into an obstacle immune individual that wants to chase excellence in their life and you're going to feel compelled to do so, finally. But first, we must learn to live by the six core tenets of the winner's circle. We go over these every Monday. There's a reason, because they're important. This is the architecture that you need to build and to adopt the presuppositions in your life that are going to help you move forward. First and foremost, you must choose to win today and only today. At the end of the day, if there was a gun to your head and you had to go out and you had to get $10,000 or the trigger goes off on the end of the seventh day, would you or would you not find a way to come up with the money? You'd find a way. When your back's against the wall, when you're a caged animal, when you have to do it, when you have to have it, you show up. So why can't you show up in every area of your life? Why does it have to be some dramatic chaotic event for you to show up show up today and choose to win today the first thing that you need to do when your feet hit the ground is be thankful and fill your heart with gratitude there's a reason why some of the most successful people on this earth on any industry no matter what they're doing they all say the same thing gratitude be humble wake up and be thankful for the chance and the choice that you have today Number two, you must make a promise that is bigger than your own wants, needs, and desires. Suffering is defined as you worrying about you. When you worry about you, you stay in a neurotic state. You're not vibrating at your highest possibility. And therefore, you attract neurotic negative situations and people with negative emotions that continue to spiral you out of control. So take on more responsibility in your life. Your life is going to get better. You hear me? It's going to get better. But you have to carry your weight. You have to carry your boulder. You have to pick it up and you have to bear it. There's nothing besides good that comes from this. So pick up your weight. Pick up your burden and carry it. Number three, you must accept and adopt the philosophy that your lack of your best hurts everyone that you love. What would greatness do today? That's what you need to think. How's greatness waking up and preparing for the day? How's greatness going to sleep and preparing for the next day? How's greatness being obsessed to chase excellence today? Mentally rehearse your day before you go to bed. When you wake up, say your prayers of gratitude. Say what you're humble for. Mine sound like this. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the vehicle. Thank you for the home over my head. Thank you for my happiness. Thank you for my girlfriend. Everyone's health and happiness is all I'm focused on simple daily reminders. Thank you. I woke up today. I'm still breathing. A win. We take all that energy, all of that anxiety and anticipation you may have for the day, put it right to your heart and move it into the positive. Explore who you are, guys. You have to become the best version of yourself. Explore your capacity. Expand your container into a 10-gallon person. Stop being a pint-sized person associating and surrounding yourself with other pint-sized people. Stop pouring into pint-sized people. Surround yourself with 10-gallon people. Expand your container by getting the information, acquiring the knowledge, getting the skill sets, leveling yourself up, getting into new doors and new rooms and shaking new hands and having new conversations. You can only do that if you expand your container. I'm telling you, More than two years ago, my circle of five was a bunch of people talking about sports at the bar, just drinking and commiserating. That's what it was. And in order to get new opportunities, the things that I wanted in my life, I had to expand my container, who I was. I had to expand my capacity, which means I needed to know my boundaries and my limitations and balance in my life. So I pushed it to the level of obsession, to chase greatness, to see what I was capable of, to see what my capacity of, to see what I was willing to bear. And I did that by acquiring knowledge, applying and executing the plan, not questioning my mentors and coaches and doing what I was told. Number four, you will never lie to the person looking back to you in the mirror. You let the dead wood burn. Your mindset has to be, I need this truth. I need this pain. I need this burning. Build a relationship with the burn. Build a relationship with the pain. Because that's the truth. And a lot of you are lacking the truth right now. A lot of you are talking out of both sides of your mouth. For a long time in my life, it was, fuck you, cancer. It took me a long time and a long look in the mirror to be able to say thank you, cancer. And when I made that reframe, when I repurposed that past experience to serve me, that's when my life radically changed. But I had to get to the truth, not pretend like I believed it. I had to embody it. So confront your suffering honestly and noble, The only way to your highest self is through the truth. Walk through the truth. Walk through the fire. And you let everything that is not worthy of your highest self to burn. The pathway to suffering, pathway to less suffering, is suffering. That's what most people will never understand. Let the truth burn. Number five, we run up the score in life, business, relationships. This is not an option. This is a requirement. You don't want to win just once. We don't want to let the self sabotager celebrate the small victories too early and then you start doing things that don't serve you, start buying things you didn't deserve. Stop that shit. Continue to run up the score. There is no mercy rule. Run up score. When you're winning, you continue to dominate. Number six, you seek answers first, not emotions. This is the lesson of the year for me. This core tenant right here has helped me and served me in my growth and my emotional maturity and my ability to grow emotional biceps. And I do believe has helped me in so many areas of my life, business, personal relationships, and bodybuilding, my coaching relationships, my relationships with my mentors, my bosses. has helped me radically. It's one I wish I er- learned a long time ago, but I'm not going to regret it because I learned it when I needed to most. Guys, we only have one ask, one do. Please, if you find anything to be useful, you extract anything from our podcast, apply it to your life. The methodology of circling the W is helping you move incrementally forward, and maybe you think someone out there could help or need some help, and this would help them. I'd appreciate it if you share the podcast and help out our fellow man. In today's episode number 21, can't believe we made it that far that fast, is going to be on survivorship. Today, as I'm actually recording this podcast, it's six years from the day I first started chemotherapy. And I remember walking into the doctor's office and before the doctor or the oncologist sees you, the nurses come in and the nurses just hand you like form after form after form, like hundreds of forms and like these thick books of all the side effects and all the consent forms and like all the waivers. And as you're signing all this, it was like buying a house and a car and like it more paperwork than I've ever seen in my life. And in that moment, I remember like it hit me. It really fucking hit me for the first time. <sighs> that it was going to be a battle that it wasn't going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. And the tears while the nurses were there and I'm signing these paperwork, it's obnoxious how much paperwork there is. You're in this room, a small room by yourself, like signing your life away. Some of the most important documents you'll ever sign in your life are these last ones. And the juxtaposition about this whole fucked up situation is in all of these rooms on the chemo floor, these little areas they put you in when the doctors come see you is like all the walls are written on and like marker, like children, adults, teenagers, everything in between like words of encouragement, but you could tell there's like children's handwriting and it's just like this bizarre environment and it just, It's meant to be uplifting and everything there is just very motivational, but it's just bizarre. You're thinking about your mortality and you're thinking about all the people that are affected by this. And I'm processing this all by myself and alone. And the nurses leave and uh, the oncologist walks in. It's the first time I ever got to meet him. His name is Dr. Hemphill. He's a saint. A beautiful man. And I was really, really lost. And he asked questions, calm, assertive, confident man that he is. And I'm fearing for my life. I'm fearing for what's about to happen. And we go over over everything. I don't even know what questions to ask at this point. But the tears are just rolling down my face. As he's telling me, Nikki, have chemo five days a week, eight hours a day, every other week for two months. It's the heaviest chemo we can give a man of your age. We have to use some very serious drugs. One of them was called bleomycin that had incredible side effects that was incredibly difficult to take. And we're going to do all of this. And you have a 50% chance that the cancer will still spread to your organs. If that happens, we have to do this radical surgery where we cut you stem to stern, we open you up and we remove all your lymph nodes. And if the cancer comes back and we do all of this, your survival rate will be in the single digits. And that was the first time I had heard any of that. And the power, you know, I teach sales, the power of tonality, the power of being calm, assertive, and confident in your life as a leader in sales, building your business as a parent, as a lover. I'll never forget this. I'm terrified in this moment. The meeting is over and he walks out of the room and it's like those big wooden doors. It's like, it closes and like the finality of the situation and then hit me. Then the door cracks open and Dr. Hempel sticks his head through the crack of the door. He looks at me. Seemingly to understand the distress I was in as he walked out of the room, he sensed it, sticks his head back in. He looks me directly in the eyes, and he says, Hey, kid, you're going to live. And that's all I needed to hear. I just needed his trust, his faith in the plan. And I would go out there and I'd do what I always knew how to do, which is be coachable and execute the fucking plan. What I learned... Over those two months, sitting on those chemo ward floors, eight hours a day, five days a week, like a fucking shift at work. As I learned that my limitations that I had set in my life were bullshit. They were complete bullshit. Because chemo, going there... I mean, you're literally going to this place that you know is poisoning you, but it's to save you. It's this really fucked up juxtaposition in your head. You're like, I don't want to fucking go to this place. This is fucking terrible. You're surrounded by so many other people all going through chemotherapy. People just withering away down to bones. Watching the life just be sucked out of people. Watching hope being sucked out of people sitting across from the same people, sitting in the same chairs day after day after day. And I watch people give up on life. I watch people wither away. And what I know is in that moment, I made a promise to myself that if I got out of here, if I was able to ring that bell, That I'd do whatever the hell possible to take care of my only body, my only vessel. I didn't know how. I'd tried so many times before. But I never really had the clarity or the vision of how to actually execute that. And I heard this a long time ago, and it resonates with me forever. A healthy man wants everything. A sick man wants but one thing. And that's to live. And I can tell you as a healthy man, I wanted everything. And because of that, I went nowhere in life. I had success, yes, but completely unfulfilled. And I was left outside in the elements of life, always trying to survive. I was a healthy man, but I was always surviving. Because I didn't know anything else but suffering. My whole entire life, I had suffered only worrying about me. I had normalized suffering. I didn't know life without suffering. So even when good things happened, I made myself suffer. Why? Because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. I had no clarity of vision. I could not call into my life that in which I wanted. I understood When I wanted to survive and I was willing to do anything to survive and I applied my focus, my determination and grit and discipline and I got myself out of that fucking bed to go to that fucking poison cancer center, that when I did all of that, I could overcome the greatest obstacle in my life. So when I got better and it was not instantaneous, I had to fail many times after all of this, but I was able to extract the lessons from wanting to survive and overwhelmingly I wanted one thing. So when I got better, I figured out how to focus, how to use that same mindset to attack everything else in life. Now, the question is, the funny thing is about all of this is that that person was already inside of me. My highest potential was already inside of me. That I did not have to go through a near-death experience or any other chaotic event in order to unlock that level of myself. And that is my message. So many of us are just getting by. We're just surviving. And because of that, we are not living. I was a healthy man, but I was not living to my expectations of myself. And I knew that. I knew that the entire time that I was capable of more. And I believe that none of us have to go through this shit. No matter how dark, gloomy, lost that you may be, it can get a lot worse. A lot worse. So use where you're at now as the starting point to change your life. I beg of you by making a decision today. By having the clarity of what you want to align your passions, your hearts, your desires, and how you get fulfillment, aligning all of that to serve others. Realize you may not have all the answers now, but get focus and clarity. A healthy man wants everything, a sick man wants but one thing to live. Make a choice to live your life to the fullest. Expand your container. You already have all of the emotional drivers, fuel, resources you need to get there. Make a decision to circle the W and win today. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Who the fuck you think you're fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. 745, white on white, that's fucking Ross. I cut him wide, I cut him long, I cut him fat.